And hello, everyone. Welcome to Haunting Live Podcast. I am Trevor Bishop, your host. And uh, you may have noticed a slight little change again here at Haunting Live, especially if you're tuning into our live stream here on Facebook. Uh, we've had to change things slightly around just to uh, accommodate some network issues that we've been having off and on lately. So we're hoping that we have a much nicer, steadier uh, stream going on here tonight for the show. So, but thank you guys for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the new look here and, uh, the new sound as well. Uh, last episode, we did manage to get some new equipment here in the studio also, a new microphone. So we hope that is sounding as improved as well. So thank you guys so much for tuning in and watching live here on Facebook. Uh, don't forget though, you can also watch us uh, later on. We always keep things posted up on the channel so everything stays on Facebook for the live shows here on Haunting Live Podcast. As well, we upload to our YouTube channel. If you guys don't know or not aware, uh, we do have a YouTube channel for Haunting Live Podcast that you can check out afterwards with all of our episodes. And we also post any live investigations that we do over on that channel as well. So uh, uh, worth going to check out our stuff there. Also, our past history stuff is also that we've done in the past uh, we've got a lot of different stuff on our youtube channel that you can check out for uh haunting live podcast as well as different investigations we've done and things like that and uh some filming projects that we've worked on in the past too so uh, go check out our youtube channel and you can get that directly through our website and as well, we also upload to our podcast providers. We can be found on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts, and some other podcast providers. Um, if you want to listen into the show later on while you're going to sleep or something at night, uh, just to listen to our podcast. So recommend you go check that out. Uh, but thank you guys so much for tuning in. Hope you're having a wonderful weekend. Uh, we were a little bit busy this week, so we are... Finally, looking forward to some rest here after working today as well. So um, thank you guys for tuning in. We have reached episode number 34 today. And uh, we do have a special guest with us tonight that we're going to be interviewing. Her name is Karen Barclay. She is local to us here in Tavistock, which is a town that's close to us here in Kitchener. And uh, we have actually worked with this person in the past. Uh, we met her quite a while ago doing things like uh, little events here and there. And uh, uh, we met her during our events that we've done in the past. So we're very much looking forward to talking to her and introducing you guys to her and uh, talking about her life and what she does. So uh, with that, let's tune in to Karen, see if she's on here. Hi, Karen, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi, thank you so much for being here with us on Haunting Life Podcast. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, we're grateful to have you here, and um, thank you for joining us here and agreeing to be our guest tonight. Um, like I was just telling people here, uh, we worked with you a little bit in the past. I kind of forgot about that when we first talked, but you reminded me that uh, you actually met us in the past uh, at events and stuff like that. Yes, I did. And, uh, yeah, so we met you there, and um, I guess we're kind of reconnecting tonight, so... Uh, uh, why not start with us and uh, start with telling people a little bit about what you do and uh, what you, how you got into the spiritual mediumship stuff. Okay. 
I uh, started very early as a child. I have memories of two. My mom would tell me stories where I would speak walk quite often, where I would tell her things that would happen. It's called deja vu before things actually happened. And uh, at six years of age, I was diagnosed as a very depressed, moody little child. Speed that up to a teenager, and I started to see and hear and experience more voices. At that time, I wasn't comfortable, like a lot of us that were older, with society going and telling people, oh, I see and hear things. So I kept quiet for many, many years, you want to call it, to actually be able to travel partly through an energy tunnel window. And it started off when I started looking out, and I saw my mom and Vincent and people that I had recognized gathering in the parking lot. And then all of a sudden, the whole parking lot sailed off, and six minutes they disappeared. Um, I looked up, and I saw this bright, shining light in the corner of the room. And I remember saying to my siblings and myself, they're here. And it's not like my hair stood up, you know, like a horror movie or anything, but I, I started to actually feel electrical charge. And I knew that I wasn't able to kind of go with my father all the way. But I personally felt like I was standing along with my father. And I was just about to place his hand in what I felt was a hand itself, and not a human hand. It started to look like long energy tentacles kind of thing. And it was just about to appear when my one sibling came running in and said, uh, you can't die, you can't go without you right now. And everything broke. And it was a feeling that I've never had since. It was almost like walking in between two different dimensions. And it was like a thought. It was like behind a thought. So the, I remained in that kind of, I didn't say dual dimension for approximately a day. And it was super sensitive, super charged. To speak the story up, my father finally did pass. And then I felt a little bit more startled. But I started to see things. I would be driving down the road and I would actually physically stop my car because my vision was so clear. I thought I saw dead animals. I thought I saw car accidents. I thought I saw a thousand and one things. And it was almost like I was watching a movie. So what happened after that is people would just start walking up to me. And they would just come up and say, one day you will be. And I'm very respectful of people. But I thought, yeah, and in my own mind, I'm thinking, yeah, what are you smoking? So eventually, somebody told me to go down to Lilydale and no disrespect for Lilydale, but I was so oblivious to things that many years ago, there was a commercial about a chicken, chicken called Lilydale. And when this woman just comes up to me at all places, the YMCA, and said, you are this, 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 and you have all this energy. I'm going, yep, 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 you should go to Lilydale. I didn't say anything to her besides thank you, but I'm thinking to myself, you want me to go to a chicken factory? <laughs> well, to see the story up again, I ended up finding out where Lily Dale is. I went down there. I had some amazing experiences. I was taking photographs of buildings that were empty because I ended up going off season. When I came home, they were developed, and I thought there in the image of some of the buildings I was going. And then I started to, because I thought I was actually using my mind huge, I started to check out in the soldiers' churches. From the parochial churches, I ended up meeting a gentleman called Len Spicer, who I sat in a development class with for a while, and he kind of, you know, helped guide me through things so that some of the stuff that I would say, he could verify that he was also seeing it because he was a little bit more advanced. Then I started studying with Rosemary Altea for about a year and a half, 
And then from there, I've been working professionally now for probably 14 years, offering readings and connections to the afterlife and helping people that are going through different issues from there. So that's my story and how I got my beginning. Okay, and when you were developing and seeing all these things that other people weren't seeing, um, how were your friends and your family kind of towards that? Were they open to that? No. To be honest with you, uh, my family wasn't open to it. My family, my family's okay, but they always remember me as being a moody, depressed little child. And I will admit, I was a moody, depressed little, very high strung child. And at that particular time, because there was a lot of stress in my life and a lot of issues going on, you know, with uh, my parents, my mother passing away, my daughter had trouble, different things, I wasn't really that connected to my family. So I didn't have that support. And then even so, but over the time, I learned to become very strong in what I believed, what my feelings were, and um, I found it to be important. I'm very, very respectful of everybody's point of view, but when we're kind of all awakening and we're all multi-central in many different levels, the number one rule that helped me is that I learned over time, and it's almost like it's called the dark days and so when you kind of rip yourself apart and then you keep the things that you want to keep and reevaluate the things that aren't important to you. And over time, I became extremely comfortable in my belief and my experience. And even if you do come to me for a reading, nobody has all your answers. We have a piece of your puzzle, and somebody else has a piece of my puzzle as we put this crazy game of the life together. So what you can do when you come to me is you get different avenues, and there's no right or wrong road. There's just a road of best resistance sometimes or a path that you're better suited to. And what I would do is reach your energy and money to some levels, and then I would give you those kind of information and say, well, you may want to do this, or if you stay in this um, predicament or this thought pattern or this environment that you're in, this is the outcome, that if you're willing to change, and that's what everybody has to remember. When you go to a medium or a psychic, I'm going to separate the two psychics more about your energy right now, I think. And when you go to someone like that and I'm also a psychic, or come to me, and I say to you, here is one path. If you take the advice of that and you truly believe that as being a possibility and you make the changes that are required, you do have that outcome that, you know, nothing's written 100%, so we can't guarantee anything 100%, but usually within the accuracy of, you know, 80 or 90% from what other people have told me, people that had readings and other people that I studied with, when I said something to them and they couldn't believe it, and I just said, well, whatever, then, you know, you have to do this, this, and this. They come back with it eight months later and said, you know, I thought you were full of crap, and I said, yeah, I know, because I'm told, you're not going to take this well, but don't say anything, just give them the message. You know, if that old thing, don't shoot the messenger, stand back out of it and see what happens. But when they all said stuff like that, they would say, no, I really thought that this. And I said, yeah, because that's what one half was. You did the words, you made the changes, and you followed through. Right. So let's go on to a topic about your clients more than next, since you're kind of talking about that right now. Um, what do most of your clients come in for? I know you are a spiritual medium as well as a psychic. So yeah. do they come in for both of those, or do you find it's more well, one than, or the other? 
sometimes, you know, I, I offer a combination. If people want, you know, a little bit of psychic information along with connecting to someone that's crossed over, I will give them that, that option and do both. Uh, a lot of my clients, because I am a very strong medium, will actually come to reach people that have crossed over. Many times it's because they have an unsettled. So they come sometimes because they're unsettled. Sometimes, you know, they come because the last word that they had with that individual was at night. I cannot guarantee what the spirits will say. Some spirits will come across and they're extremely talkative. Some spirits come across and they don't really offer that much to say. But I have with the spirits that were actually almost into questions lately. And it's really amazing and cool because then the person says, well, I'm asking this. And I go, well, I'll see if I can get an answer. And and finding that as the so-called veil is coming down and we're going through, you know, philosophies about dimensional changes and everything going on and the great awakening of this planet at this time, that the spirits are very open. And that, that most of them come across very, very quickly. And uh, the information then becomes like a conversation sometimes with the person that's, you know, there for the reading along with the spirit that gives me the information. When I'm going into those psychic avenues, then I'm giving them little things about, you know, the outcome if they were to leave a relationship or if they're really going through a tremendously hard adjustment time, I can offer them different opinions, different points of view, different avenues. As I said, we just don't have eight avenues forever. There's many different options open to us. And tell them, actually, you know, it's going to require you doing this, you know, whether it be going on that school or then they have to do the work or... If you're trying to you know, solve the issue or a problem with your mate, I would tell them how to change your thought patterns. Almost sometimes like a counseling kind of session. But usually, every reading that I do is custom tailored to that person, um, depending on what their needs are. So when you leave, my mission or my kind of uh, connection that I try to get is to give you the tools that you then have of uh, a sense of what they are coming in for at all with their medium uh, Sometimes I do. Sometimes I, I, oh, the only thing, when you come to me, the only thing I will ask you is your first name. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I will say, are you more interested in somebody who's crossed over or do you want more psychic information? Only because sometimes people will walk you know, uh, 45-minute reading or an hour reading with only so much time. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes people, you know, don't understand the difference between a psychic and a medium and don't want to talk to anybody. So usually before they come in, I will have, you know, I'll just sit down two seconds. Usually I plan to do it sooner, but the way I run it's usually two seconds before they come. And I'll just say, okay, what subjects does the universe uh, want to discuss with this person? And I'll kind of mark them down. And then, you know, we'll touch upon that. And I just want to mention that sometimes when you come to channels and psychics and meetings, especially with today's vibrations, vibes, and everything going on in the planet, sometimes, you know, come with questions. Um, I can't talk to anybody else that does any reading because everybody works differently and everybody has a different piece to offer. But I know in the past when I said to people, You're, um, do you have a question? And we look at me. And I'm all about educating and informing people. And I don't mind looking like I don't know what I'm doing if the universe or the people that I work with want me to pass a piece of puzzle or a piece of information onto a human being so that they can start to develop themselves. So I'll tell you the dumbest, and I'm fine with doing it, uh, because of the trust I have with uh, the people I work with. 
So anyway, I'll say, well, do you have any questions? And I will cut in the middle. Well, you're supposed to be the psychic. And I'm going, yes, I am. But do you understand that we're all becoming more sensualized? We're all opening up different capabilities. And, you know, I want to make sure I give you the diet. Well, long story short, nine times out of ten, to be honest with you, I've already got the answer to their question, but I want to see how they're thinking and, you know, see, because some people are just so caught in a thought pattern that they come to people like myself and they expect that, you know, we can um, give them this point of view and everything's going to be perfect for them and, you know, if they do this, this, and this, we guarantee there's going to be this. And unfortunately, it's not being my experience that it works that way. So it is about, you know, educating those people. When they come with questions for somebody that's crossed over, because I've been known to bring across as many as 10 or 12 people at a different time within an hour that I have, that that's how I got the name of Pastor the Furlough. I'm no better than anybody else, and I'm extremely humble, but I do have this tendency sometimes, and I'm known among certain people that I work with, that I can get more than a spirit from a cross at one particular time. So if they want to, you know, talk to the neighbor as opposed to some sort of the grandparents or the parents that usually does show up, then what I do is they can walk out your mom and dad here and they go, well, that's not really who I'm looking for. I say, well, give me a minute and I'll see if I can get somebody else in for you, right? But that's just the way I work. I can't, you know, um, I have people that, you know, no disrespect to their mom and dad, that they just, maybe bury their best friend and, and want to see if I can get in touch with them. And I brought spirits across that had just been dead for a few minutes, and I thought spirits across, I mean, it's difficult, I could never do it again, um, that had been yet done for hundreds of years. And I'm just, because there is no really time zone in certain dimensions, you know, that across. It's interesting, and every reading stuff in me. Yeah, it definitely is from client to client, I would imagine. And speaking of clients, do your clients often know what they want, or do they kind of ask you uh, questions on the fly as they come to talk to you, too? Well, sometimes sometimes they do know exactly what they want, because they're all going to start something else, and they go, no, but I want to know about this. It's just because I'm an actual client. The less I know about a client before they come to me, to be honest with you, the better. And that's why I only have to do this name, right? And uh, sometimes, you know, when when they want uh, a specific first come across first and you end up with somebody else first, some of them can be like, I don't want to talk to that person. And then what I just say is, okay, you don't have to talk to that person, but because of my connection that I have with this person that comes to me, I at least have to say this to them. I have to let you know your dad's here, but we don't have to go any further with the conversation. And then I personally... I can't banish a spirit. I can't tell the spirit to leave my room um, because of the way I work and some of the beliefs I have surrounding that. But I will ask that particular person to step aside. Nine times out of ten, they're extremely polite and they'll step aside and I say, okay, let's see who we can get. And, you know, I would just sometimes I even push it, especially if I'm working back to back six pairs. I would sit down and I say, you know, it's male, female, family, friend. Nine times out of ten, I already had your mother or your son or your daughter. But when I'm dealing with, um, at any kind of, I, I used to do big circuit there before COVID hit, so I'd be working 11 hours straight, and I'd be sometimes booked 11 hours straight. So by the time these people come off of my table, I've got people first talking in my ear saying, well, I belong to this one, I'm over here and I'm over there, because they're quite talkative to me sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I would say male, female, family, friend. 
90% of the time, the people are very nice about that because they do know it's in an environment with a lot of Most of my clients are extremely nice. I feel you, we always have those people that want to shoot the messenger before they want to do any of the work for themselves. Or they just expect, you know, conversations like I used to get when I first started. And I used to try a lot harder to get all those answers. Now I just say, look, I'm a telephone. If the spirit's not telling me, I'm not going to spend an hour chasing down the answers. So people come to me and say, well, what's, um, what's the uh, last thing they said to me before they died? And I'm going, I'll see if I get an answer. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I even had one of my main guides say to me, we got to show them how this works, and you can't make anybody believe in the afterlife forever. You can only give that person information and make them curious. So there's been many times that those people have got in my car, and I personally know they've been kind of upset that I haven't given them that, you know, you know I've given them a lot of information, but I haven't given them that magic piece that I really let them go, oh, my God, I truly believe in this. It's not my job. And then a day or two later, I'll just ship them off an email saying, oh, by the way, I've been told to give you this. And I've learned now that when clients come to me, I will give them what the spirit wants me to give them. I will give them what sometimes my own um, support team, and it's not my own because, you know, there's many different guides and teachers that work with many of them. And I would give them that information, and then I would just sit back. I guess I've learned, if you go up and you're getting into this as professionally, guys, one thing that really worked to me is I learned to disconnect emotionally from the outcome of the reading. So you have to learn to disconnect, or I've had to learn to disconnect, right? And I find with time, it does get better. I will say one of the disadvantages sometimes on my level is my own personal family or people uh, that tell me somebody has, you know, some... No, definitely, and um, that's a good way to do it as well, I think, because you're not um, overpowering the clients that way, right? You're kind of more listening to them more directly. Yeah, a lot of people would say at different times, I mean, it depends on what they come for. Many times people have said to me, you know, I've been working with counselor, and and what you said is fit. And I'm not taking responsibility because none of it is. You know, like I said, I truly believe everybody's got a piece of your puzzle. And your number one guide is yourself. Because what we're trying to do is unlock ourselves. Get rid of all this, you know, connections, whether it's spiritual connections or human thought patterns that we've had for centuries. Uh, we're trying to unlock that. And we're trying to, you know, come back into becoming ourselves and who we were meant to be before people start filling all the different thoughts up or, you know, different events happen in life, right? And when you have that kind of um, strong center yourself, then it gives you those tools to even make some of those choices in life. Yeah, definitely. And um, what have been some of your most... Uh, um, I guess, successful ways that you connect with spirit? Like, how do you tend to do your meditation or your connection beforehand? I have been extremely lucky, and I think part of that has gone to the fact when I was going through that tunnel of energy, because I can't explain that. I just, it, it, I, and there's so many stories of other people, you know, who are connecting. I have been very fortunate for whatever reason 
that I can connect very quick. All I usually sit down, and I was actually chuckling earlier with people, sit down and say, oh my God, Grey Wolf, I've done it again, help. <laughs> and that's the way I connect to And I have that kind of um, comfort zone with the people that I work with on the other side that sometimes even just chuckle at me and say, just get to it. Because, you know, um, there are different ways. Like when I was going to places, like when I was playing with Len, he wanted to put us through this meditation to kind of just calm yourself. And I would recommend that to people that are trying to practice, you know, find a meditation that works for you. I personally couldn't meditate too much because whenever I went to meditate, I would be so upset that I wasn't seeing what the guided meditation wanted me to do. So sometimes when I teach my development classes, I just recommend to people, or if I find people that have um, trouble visualizing and they get into that frustrated mode of, you know, you're telling me there should be a fireplace. I don't see no damn fireplace. Then what I would tell when I say to teach is get some soothing music and start playing the same pattern working with the people I connect with. That with the same music, your brain and time will become softer and you'll learn and you begin to go into mode. Some people are great for meditation. So some people are great for visualizing. Everybody's unlocking themselves. And if you join meditation, then I would say go for meditation. If you, you know, believe that the stone holds a certain vibration, then gather stones. But for myself, I usually just sit down and say, guys, I'm here. What do you want me to do? And anybody works different. So don't ever, like, people, people that are starting out, because I always go with this. Each and every one of us is like this. We are just so happy to the energy. Each and every one of us does have the capability to communicate with the afterlife. We just don't hear them back sometimes because of many different thought patterns, right? So you got to find what works for you as an individual. And there's so many different avenues. Yeah, what's one of your most popular ones that you like to use then for your development? I know you do other things too, so. Personally for myself, all I do is sit down about two seconds before my doorbell rings and say, guys, and when I say guys, I work with um, uh, many different um, many different channels, okay? So I've got one main guy whose name is Gray Wolf. I actually thought he was my figment in my imagination when I met him many years ago because I love wolf and I love Indians. And I actually thought to myself, oh my God, you know, I've got this guy. And other people are telling me that, you know, you never seen me in the book with you. But people are telling me what his name was. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And I never had time to figure it out. So I usually just say to him, Gray Wolf, I've done it again. I'm not just an ask, but I'm running late. And he'll say, sit down. And he actually laughs. He says, sit down and just listen. And that's all I do. And that's why I kind of say, for myself, all I am is a telephone line. I can absolutely no credit for what I tell anybody. I just take from point A to point B, and I'm just the line. So that's what works for myself. Right, too. That sounds really me quite a bit. I do have a new guide as well that just came in recently, so uh, we're learning to work together a little bit more closely nowadays, but um, it's taken a while to get that connection going. So. Well, it does take a while, and for myself, part of it was belief. I mean, I connected very quickly after coming out of that, but when I was teaching my students, I would say to them, um, don't over-exaggerate, but kind of, you know, like, don't think you're connected to everything, unless you are, you know, but at first, learn to trust. What really helped with me is to 
learn not to have a fear about the unknown. And everybody else has, you know, their right to have belief or superstitions. I'm not about changing anybody's thought patterns or going to be successful. But I do find that when I'm working with certain groups or different people, or even when I was experiencing certain energy, and when I was just learning how to, you know, uh, get more clairvoyant, be more clearer, and kind of, you know, heavier, because there's a lot of human connections with guilt and resentment and anger that's attached to that energy, right? Or if somebody had committed suicide or something, I found the energy be a little bit heavier. So you have to learn when you're connecting to kind of read the energy before you, because everybody has, you know, some people sense the energy more. Some people have vision and see things more. Some people just have it through their solar platform. They just have this deep feeling, oh my God, I know this is right. So each and every one of those will unlock in a certain way. And when I'm saying unlocking, I'm already saying that we all have this knowledge. But yes, I have the utmost respect for my guides and my guides, you know, they change. And even when I sometimes go into different channels to get different information from different sources, Half the time, I don't even know who I'm listening to anymore because I just go from here to there. Sometimes people think I was, you know, um, at the beginning, they would think I was drunk because I sometimes am very, very close, right? And there has been a couple of times that people say, your face is changing. I'm like, yeah, cool. And that's my eyes because that's my comfort zone. Um, you know, I, I looked in the mirror one day and I saw my face melt and then all these different faces were coming on and I'm going like, Oh, that's cool. And I guess what helped me unlock myself is I didn't get stuck in one philosophy because I didn't have time. I had so much going on in my human life that when I was introduced to new things, I couldn't question it. There's nothing wrong with questioning it, guys. If you're out there and you're curious about learning, um, you know, drivers right, meditations help, don't help, connections help, you know, some people like candles. You gotta find what your comfort is and where do your beliefs lay. But I sometimes, you know, tell my students, if you get caught too much in the how, you're missing out on the belief. Because my personal experience has been, it's never been easier to communicate with spirit as it is today. And, you know, even people that will come and say, well, I think I'm seeing flashing lights, does it mean anything? And yes, because sometimes you'll see those lights before it forms into a total being or a total whatever. Yeah, definitely. So, um, is there anything else that you have been currently kind of working on right now during the downtime and COVID and all that? So, um, we usually try to ask our guests if they have any projects that they want to promote or talk about. So, um, okay. what have you kind of been working on lately? Uh, lately, I'm trying to put the Zoom online class. I do offer a small class on Tuesday night, which is closed now because it's to the limit. I'm offering another one starting up in January. Uh, things old-fashioned writing down with the name Trevor and putting it in a pod and you drain upon it. Psychometry, there's going to be meditation in it. There's going to be eventually see what you can, like focusing on the new picture. Because that's what helps too. If you kind of learn to focus on somebody and, um, some of my teachers and my mentors have said to, you know, when, they, when I was sitting in different classes, they would say, well, just look at the face of that person and go with your gut and see what you pick up. Nine times out of ten, the first things that you get within the first few seconds are the accurate things before your so-called human brain kicks in and you start to reject what you 
know inside is true, but then all the human stuff that we've been conditioned to believe in, uh, we start to, you know, argue with yourself, right? But uh, that's one of the classes that I'm offering. I have noticed the COVID because, you know, there's been so many restrictions and so many that I'm now starting to connect to spas. I just did a spa like night last night where they were giving readings out and then they had, you know, reflex all of coming in because people are wanting that connection and I'm hoping to do more with that. Everybody has, you know, kind of yeah. adjust in these times, right? I, I'm not one, I, I know what to do, I'm hoping to have it up and running and stuff, but technology is my kryptonite, guys. Me and technology just do not go on. <laughs> No, we understand totally. Uh, we've been having our own technical issues. Even tonight here, it's been uh, not the greatest. So I think uh, with that, we're going to say thank you so much, Karen, for coming on tonight. We really appreciate you uh, coming in as a guest here on Haunted Night Podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me, guys. I wish you all the best. Yes, definitely. And uh, take care, and uh, we'll have you back on sometime in the future for sure. Thank you. Good night, everyone. Thanks for listening. Yep, thank you. And uh, that was Karen Barkley, and um, we apologize, guys, for some of the technical issues tonight. Um, I think the future of Haunted Life Podcast here is going to be up in the air for a little while. Uh, we may take a break from uh, doing any podcast until we can get this 100% resolved, because this is just not acceptable. So whether we have to find some other kind of software that works better or another format or another platform to work off of i think for the time being uh this may be the final haunting light podcast for a little while um apologize for that but um just technical wise i from my perspective as the host um this cannot happen and i do not like having these types of issues continuing for our viewers as well as for our guests that come on so for us here at Haunting Live. Uh, we will get something resolved for you guys and be back hopefully with something stronger. Um, but under the current format, we're going to, I think, um, have to postpone any shows for the next little while until we get this resolved. So um, with that, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, don't forget, though, there's still lots of stuff for you guys to check out. Uh, we do have our Facebook page that we continually post things on and our Facebook group as well. So uh recommend that you go check out our group. If you got an invite to join the group, uh, just click accept and uh, you'll be part of our Facebook group page for Haunted Live Podcast. Um, also go check out our website because we have everything on there for you guys to check out. Uh, everything from our Facebook feed, social media feeds to our YouTube channel and also our merch store online. So you can go check out our online merch that we have available. Stuff like uh, crystals, cleansing materials, um, some homemade materials that we have for sale. And we also have a Christmas special up right now that you can check out on our website. So uh, go check that out as well. Um, also, guys, if you're interested in coming to our next public event, we do have another public event coming in the springtime in April. Uh, we're hosting another, another Ghost of the Queens in event. Uh, that's going to be hosted on, at, in person so you guys can join us and meet us and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's another two-day event. 
and tickets will be available soon for that starting on January the 2nd. So we do have some exciting stuff coming up. Uh, we are just unfortunate we are running into some technical issues with our connection and our network here. So until I'm not fully sure if it is our network or if it's the software or if it's our technology like the computer itself. So um, until we get things resolved, I think we will postpone any future shows and just get things worked out 100%. Uh, we got the audio and stuff like that figured out. Um, I'm happy with that, but I'm just not happy that things are disconnecting all the time for you guys, for the viewers, as well as for the guests. It's not fair to that end of things. So, um, but obviously that kind of stuff is sort of out of our control, but we're going to try to find a solution to that and bring it back once it's uh, resolved. So thank you guys so much. Again, sorry and apologize for any connection issues we've had tonight. Um, I did work on it in the past little while, try to fix it up, but obviously it did not fix itself for the show. So otherwise, guys, uh, take it easy. And um, any anytime you guys need anything from us, feel free to contact us. We're always there for you guys. Um, we may just do streaming live directly on Facebook and skip any software or something like that. So we may try doing some mini shows like that or something in the future. So with that, guys, thank you so much for your support. We appreciate it. Um, we look forward to coming back stronger and um, once we get these issues resolved. So thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great weekend. And um, big thank you again to our guest tonight, Karen Barclay. And um, we'll see you guys later on. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks for watching. And of course, subscribe.